So today is whatever we do. Can we say it together? Whatever we do. And so that means it covers everything. It covers everything. So whatever you do, God is in it. Especially if you're doing the right thing and you're inviting God to help you with it. It's important that we bear that in mind. Okay, we'll invite Helen to read for us our Bible reading for this morning. Thank you, Helen. Morning, everyone. All right, we've got three readings this morning, so I'm going to make a start with Romans 8. And that is verses 14 to 17. I'm talking about life through the Spirit. Um, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Our next reading is from John. And that is chapter 14, verses 12 to 17, and then 25 to 27. And it's Jesus talking. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives in you and will be in you. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. And then our final reading is from Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 to 24. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, 
and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ we are serving. Thank you very much, Helen. Lovely reading as always. Now, we're going to see a very short video of people at their own various front lines. Now, observe it very well because I might come with some questions afterwards. Okay, good. Vanessa. Father, help me do good today. I want to shape this place to your design. Help me see the value of my workplace to you. May I model your kindness and patience. So that you are recognized. Yes, thank you. May they know Jesus through my presence. May they see your light as I share mine. Give me your joy and self-control. So that your warmth touches those I meet. Help me to be generous. Quick to put others first. Sharing clearly your love and grace. Give me words to speak about you. And courage to stand for justice and truth. Whatever the day brings. In my humanity, weakness, breakthrough. Let my life overflow. Okay, fantastic. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to give thanks and praise for this day. And we pray, Lord, that you would speak to us as we reflect on your word today. That, Lord, you help us to identify our own location, where you have placed us on the front line. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We read three lessons today. And it's important that we put all of them in perspective and in context. But before then, there is that very interesting and funny uh, story of a pastor, you know, whose wife gave birth. And he went to the hospital, the maternity ward, to see the wife. And he was so excited to see their new baby. And he was hugging the wife and kissing baby and kissing the wife. And when he finished and, and left, the lady next to his wife said, Wow, your pastor is really fantastic. Mine is not as, <laughs> as friendly as your pastor. <laughs> not knowing that this is actually the husband of this woman. Now, wherever we are, whatever we do, the scripture says, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus was talking to his disciples about 
his leaving in John chapter 14 and the coming of the Holy Spirit. And he was saying to them, it's important to you that I leave. Because when I leave, then I will send the Holy Spirit who will come to be with you. The Holy Spirit who will empower you, give you wisdom, help you to do the things I have asked you to do. He had already given them the mandate to go out and preach the gospel. But they weren't going to be able to do it without being empowered to do so. And so Jesus was telling them what was going to happen. And in fact, the very first verse, verse 12 we read, said that greater things they were going to do. That was a big, tall order. How can he talk about them doing greater things? You know what Jesus did? He healed the sick, he raised the dead, he did everything. And he's telling them, you're going to do greater things. But you will not be able to do it without the Holy Spirit in you. And that is why it was important that the Holy Spirit came in a very special way. Now that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit has not always been in the world. Even at creation, the very beginning, the Holy Spirit was there. And the Holy Spirit has always been there. But for the assignment God was giving the church, they needed the Holy Spirit to come with His power and His gifts to help them to be able to discern exactly direction. Sometimes they were confused. Which way do we go, left or right? Do we stop? Do we move? Do we even retreat? They needed the Holy Spirit to speak to them at every point in time. All of you who are parents know that None of you had, what do you call it now, a workbook or <laughs> a manual. Thank you very much, my wife. A manual. You just became a mom and you began to see things change, children, you know, needing attention. And you're grappling this and you're running back. And it's interesting, I saw this video of a lady who had... Um, triplets and she was trying to dress them up and once she's putting you know pampas on this one the other one is scurrying away she goes and drags that one and bring up then the other one is running away so she was just doing that running around these kids it's a blessing but it's also hard work I can imagine because I've been through with my wife three times you know, when we were getting married, I said to Nenda, I think we should have five children. She said, no! <laughs> she said, no! And then she hit me back. She said, one. I said, no, not one. <laughs> and then we began to go back and forth. I said, okay, four. She said, no, <laughs> two. <laughs> we couldn't really end anywhere, but we left it there. And then the Lord blessed us with rock. It was wonderful. Praise the Lord. And then David came along. Wonderful. And then Sharon came along. I was like, God, thank you very much. I think now, <laughs> let your servant depart in peace. <laughs> For my eyes have seen your salvation. <laughs> no one told me that five would not be possible anymore because I think three was good enough. We praise the Lord for it. So nobody comes with the manual. You trust the Lord to lead you every day. And if you get a job, sometimes 
they give you job description, but when you get into the job, you begin to see sometimes what you're doing is different from the job description. And you begin to find a way of operating within that environment. So when we talk about whatever we do, we're talking about as Christians, wherever the Lord has located us, He wants us to be of service to Him and to people around us. And in Colossians, that is really where we see that um, phrase. Twice it was mentioned, whatever. And for God to say something and emphasize it, it means that it is important. It is very, very important. So we read Colossians chapter 3, and we see there that it is mentioned in verses 17 and 23. Let me read it again to remind us. It says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. He's not saying it's going to be easy. He's saying that sometimes it's going to be hard. But he says, in it all, give thanks to God. He's not saying it's going to be a walk in the park. But he's saying that even when you're having that walk in the park, give praise to God. Even when you're passing through the challenges, give praise to God. And then he goes to verse 23 again, and he says, Whatever you do, work at it. Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not for human masters. Because those of us who work, we know that in your places of work, it could be very challenging. But God is saying to you, know that whatever you're doing, ultimately you're doing it to God. Because the people are seeing you as a Christian, they want to see Jesus in you. And so when you do your work in the name of Christ, you are presenting Jesus to the whole world around you. And he's saying to you now that you do it, whatever it is. Now it's for you to identify what that is. Because when he's saying whatever, it's me is saying that it could be anything at all. It could be the one who is in the farm picking fruit. That fruit, if it's not picked, it rots. And we have nothing in the shop to eat. It could be the factory worker who is packing all the chocolate that you're eating. <laughs> if they're not packing it, you won't have it at home to eat. It could be the person who is sweeping the school where our children are going to study. If they don't sweep and clean the classroom, they go into a dirty room, and who knows what they will pick up from that environment. So that's a very, very important for us as Christians, that wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we're doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, but also in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now that takes us back then to Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 17, where it's important that we identify there, Romans 8, 14 to 17, 
It says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, are the children of God, to be led. It means even when you want a job, pray, ask God, is this job for me? Because sometimes we are so geared, we are so, you know, we want this job, we want this job. And if it didn't come, you begin to beat yourself. Oh, did I, I did so poorly in the interview. Oh, maybe it's that person who didn't like my face. No, it could just be God saying, that's not the job I have lined up for you. I have something better for you. That's why it says being led by the Spirit of God. And so if you are led by the Spirit of God, you begin to see things differently. You don't just see things the way everyone else is seeing it. People might see it and say, oh, it's a failure. No, God is saying to you, I allowed it because I have something better for you. He says, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves. You know, we read Colossians, he was talking about slaves and all of that. And sometimes people, you know, use that to justify slavery, which is very wicked. As I speak to you across the world, there are people who are still enslaved in different ways. People who are made to work against their will. People who are meant to made to do things that they don't even want to do, they shouldn't do. But the Bible says the spirit you receive does not make you slaves. That's why in some places, the Bible is banned. They don't want people to get the Bible because when they read the Bible and read words like this, their eyes open. And they say, whoa, we've been slaves all this while. We need to be free. And so they ban the Bible. But the Bible says the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship or to be children of God, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. That's what Pentecost is reminding us, that we have Abba, Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, taught us about the Father. He says, our Father who art in heaven. And so when we say, Abba, Father, we're calling out to God. And then he says in verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. If you're a child of God, the Spirit of God will testify that you are a child of God. So, wherever we are, whatever we do, <laughs> do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to read a very important scripture in relation to this. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verse 38. I hope you're noting some of these scriptures because... You might need to go back to them after the service at home and read through them and remind yourself of some of the things you've heard today. Now, Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Amen. It's important for us to realize here that the Lord Jesus himself, coming in human flesh, couldn't do, even though he was God, couldn't do anything without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
And so we are told that God did what? Anointed Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit and that he went about doing good. Remember, whatever you do, he went about doing good. He didn't do bad. He didn't do evil. The Bible says there was no guy found in him. And for us as people led by the Spirit, because sometimes people talk about the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the power of God and all of that, and then they forget about the fruit of the Spirit, which has to do with relationship with one another. You can't hold on to the power without the virtue. The power and the virtue go together. Amen? Do we get that? The power and the virtue, they do what? Go together. If you're a child of God and you're always about the power of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, God said this, God said that, and our lives are actually not exhibiting the life of Christ. Something is wrong somewhere. But the Bible says God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. It's important here. It says Jesus of Nazareth, just making us to know the humanity of Jesus. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good. Remember, we're talking about doing. Doing. It's important. So why is doing important? Number one, it marks your location. The plumber that we saw in that picture, where was his plumbing job happening? In kitchens and sinks and all those places. The plumber coming to lay the bricks of this wall will be in trouble because he might not know what he's doing. The electrician who leaves the electrical work and comes to, you know, do the plumbing job is getting into a different territory. So, what we do marks our territory, our location. Number two, it defines our calling. What is God calling you to do? There's that story of two people who were employed to go and cut grass in a field. And they were all given places where they were going to cut their own field. And then, when they started, one person left his own portion and started cutting with his friends. At the end of the day, they went home to be paid. And the owner of the field said, sorry, you didn't cut your field. He said, no, I worked all day. He said, well, your field is still uncut. He worked in another person's path. Are you in another person's path? What is God calling you to do? What has God mandated you as a Christian to do? What is God talking to you about today that you need to take on board. It's not just what you want to do because a lot of times it's what we want to do. I want to do this for God. But God is saying, no, I don't want you to do that. Look at what I want you to do. We are choosing what we think is good for ourselves. Sometimes people want to hug the limelight, but actually God is saying, no, I want you to do something where nobody even notices you are there because that is where you make greater impact. Once in my previous church, when we were celebrating what people have done in the church, 
it became clear that if we were just going by the physical things people were doing, there were those in the church who were doing things that nobody would recognize. And on that occasion, we decided to select some of these old women who were part of the prayer group. They couldn't come and do gardening because they couldn't bend, they couldn't kneel. They couldn't come and do all the carpentry work in the church. But they were faithful in coming to prayer meetings. And when we were recognizing the contribution of other people in the church, we listed them among those to be honored and thanked for what they are doing in church. That's to tell you that whatever you do as a Christian, we need to celebrate it. Amen? Church, we need to be alive to recognizing every individual in the church. We are all important in the eyes of God. Okay, let me quickly go through it. It's a pointer to our assignment, which is again, you know, linked to our calling. It's a marker to the level of our obedience. Because if God has prepared you to do one thing, there is an African proverb in my part of Africa that says, the rock will be ashamed when the egg cracks the nut. The, what? The stone, the rock will be embarrassed. It should be the one cracking nuts, but then it refuses to crack the nut, and the egg does what? Cracks the nut. So when God has empowered you, when God has prepared you to do something for him in the church, come on, put yourself in the place where you say, here am I, God, send me, use me for your purpose. Not because you want any attention, but because you want to serve God with all your heart, whatever you do. Doing is important. It forms also the basis of our assessment. Remember those farmers who went to work and the one of them did his work in his portion and the other one didn't. So what are you doing? Are you doing good? Are you doing bad? Big or small in your own eyes? Are you doing it timely or very late or too early? Be in step with the Lord. By the way, who assigned you? Did God say that? Did he just tease it? Who assigned you? And finally, is the Spirit of God empowering you to do it? We all need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And you know, when we say whatever, we need to realize that wherever we are dotted, remember this image? It's very, very important when we gather together as a church on a Sunday on this side, we are all sat here together. But tomorrow, we'll be dotted across the town and maybe some of you will be working somewhere outside the town. It is all where we are making impact for the kingdom of God. But let me finish by saying, when we, you know, whatever, sometimes you hear people, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Have you heard that before? Whatever. When someone says that, you know, there's a tone of disrespect in it. You're talking to somebody, person, whatever. It says, come on, get out of my way. I don't do that. I'm not listening. That's what we're talking about when we say whatever. 
whatever you're doing. We're not saying in that kind of dismissive tone. No. God is saying it because you matter to him. You are important to him. So we're going to pray in a moment. But I want you to know that today, on this Pentecost day, you can be refreshed in the spirit. You can be empowered anew. Because the spirit of the Lord is here. To prepare you to go out there in the world and make a difference. You can make a difference in the little corner where you are. Now let's go back to that image in the pictures, the video we watched. Remember I said I'm going to ask some questions. Who were there? Who were the people there? Who did you see? Who did you identify? Yes? Who wants to come back? Yeah, James? The plumber. Yes, the plumber was there. We couldn't miss the plumber. The footballer coach, the coach was there. Yes? Who else? Oh, sorry? Office worker, yes. Someone working in the office. And there was a grandma. Did you notice the grandma? Yes? Who was taking care of the grandchild? Taking the grandchild through a lot of things. Kneading and baking and all of that. Whatever you're doing, that's what it's doing. Whatever you're doing is important. Don't dismiss it. Even if you're giving an advice to a younger person, it's important. Some of you, God has placed you in somebody's life as a mentor. You don't have to be paid for it. But the contribution you're making into that young person or younger person's life, actually it could be an older person, it doesn't matter. God may have placed you in that person's life to make a difference. To discover your whatever vocation. And go and do it. And we're going to pray today that the Holy Spirit will empower us afresh to go out and do it. Shall we pray? We praise you, Father, for giving us a majesty as the one who reigns over these kingdoms. And we pray, Lord Almighty, that indeed the nations of the United Kingdom will discover you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Keep her in good health, Lord. We know with her age, she's becoming weak. We pray that, Father, you will empower her. And all members of the royal family, that their lives, Lord, will be lives that will glorify you. Thank you for this community, Swanley. We pray, Father, that the power of the Holy Spirit will be at work in every street, every home, every life. Thank you for the adjoining communities, Hexstable, Sutton Hill, Lord Almighty, Wilmington, Dartford, everywhere where we come from, even in the outskirts, Lord. We pray, Father, Lord Almighty, wherever you have gathered us from this morning, may your blessing rest upon us and in our places of work and in our homes. Thank you for hearing our prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.